I'm Carlo, Carlo Pietro Sanfilippo, and this is my podcast. With this project, I want to explore the means, methods, tools, and examples of living on purpose, living the life we want, doing the things that light us up, things that make us feel like we're alive, growing, making a difference, and enjoying the process along the way. Welcome to It's the Journey. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to It's the Journey. So, as anyone that was a regular listener knows, I haven't been producing regular podcasts this year, and I think most of you know the reason why. Um, the first part of this year, the first quarter, I spent wrapping up the, the ending of my career as a financial planner. And if you read my book, Afterlife, you'll remember the story I told in there about how when I moved offices and I got rid of this old desk that I had when my son was born and the, the unexpected emotion and emotional drain that that took on me. And after doing some shadow work and some journaling, I really realized that even though that this was something I wanted to do, even though it was something I wanted to get rid of, uh, uh, letting go of or changing something that had been part of my life for so long still stirred up some things and and uh, needed I needed some time to kind of recharge from that and also understand it. And so, of course, the same thing happened when I when I wrapped up uh, my 27-year career as a financial planner. It's something I wanted to do. I have zero second second thoughts about zero questions about my decision, but it still was draining. It still took a lot of energy. It's the energy it, it took to actually just physically do it and make sure everything worked as well as it could for everybody involved. But then just the emotional part of ending something that had been a piece of my life and a piece of my identity and had consumed so much of my life for 27 years. So for all those reasons, I took a break from this project so that I could focus on myself, my healing, my health. I've been diving into my physical health and working out and exercising, planning some things for my sons, planning things, things for myself. And uh, most recently, I did one of those things was I, I went, I was in Spain and I got to explore some things I wanted to see and spend some time with my boys. And during that, I did some reading. I've recommitted to uh, not only my personal health, but also then some reading and some 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 projects I want to work on. So I've been reading and studying. And one of the books I read was called De-Schooling Society by a man named Ivan Illich. Uh, he's one of those people that keeps floating up on my social media, you know, Instagram or whatever, these quote pages that I follow. And so, and I remember the quote that, that inspired me to, to look into him, but I read one of his books. <clears throat> Pardon me. And in his book, he said something that, he, that, that, that kind of uh, sparked something in me. And he said, man must choose whether to be rich in things or in the freedom to use them. And that inspired me it initially inspired me to write an essay or write a, a blog post. And I did that 
while I was uh, in Spain and I did it with my iPad and I became frustrated that the website I used for my podcast and my website wasn't allowing me to do some of the editing to create hyperlinks and things like that, that normally it would have been really, really easy on a laptop. And so I just finished working on the essay while I was there and then I just set it aside and I was a little bit disappointed that I couldn't get it published the way I wanted to. But on reflection, it got me thinking how sometimes I get these ideas and I podcast about them and sometimes I get the ideas and I blog about them and I probably am hitting different audiences because some people prefer to read things and some people prefer to listen to things. And so what I decided to do is I'm going to kind of combine those two things. Uh, when I did podcast anyway, I was writing, I was writing uh, a little essay to kind of describe it and some additional thoughts. And I know some people like those and some people prefer to just listen. So I wrote out this essay. I'm going to publish it on the, the, the page for my podcast. And then I'm going to read it right now and then add some additional thoughts, um, add some additional thoughts. And there's going to be a monologue where you just choose to listen and do what you want with it. Or it can be a dialogue where if you choose to, you can comment on it, you can share it, you can start a discussion, you can send me a personal message, and I'm happy to answer that. Uh, if we do this in a public format, maybe other people will have ideas or, or ideas or ways to apply these thoughts. Because again, I'm not a coach. I'm not offering a coaching service. I'm not selling anything I, uh, other than hopefully you buy my book. But there's not, I'm not, there's not an end game for me doing this to present myself as some expert in all this. I'm on my own journey. I'm learning and growing as I go. And I'm just trying to share some things that have been helpful to me along the way. So this quote, where again, uh, Ivan said, and that great name, Ivan, uh, man must choose whether to be rich in things or in the freedom to use them. That inspired me to write an essay I'm calling where the title is Pursuing What You Want Versus What You Are Supposed to Want. And if you read Afterlife, that's that's a theme that I that I wrote about a lot in my own life, and I'm just expanding on that. <clears throat> so here we go. I'll read this really quick, and then we'll, we'll add some thoughts to that. Dream schools, dream cars, dream houses, dream weddings, and dream vacations are all things society encourages encourages us and expects us to want and do. So many of us, including me for decades, pursue these things without much thought because they were laid out for us as just what you do. So many people live a life that looks sound from the outside because they have and do the things that they're supposed to these middle-class trappings of success, and they're paying for those things by selling bits and pieces of their life day after day, day after day, week after week, to pay the banks who financed all this stuff. Most of the stuff we throw away anyway, which is ridiculous. But uh, Often, though, if pressed, people will tell you what their real dreams are. Like, if I won the lottery, I'd go here, I'd do that, I'd be this, I would do this for a living. 
I'd help this or that cause. I'd spend more time on my health. I'd have more time with my family. I'd learn to do this or that. So I can't recommend strongly enough to listen to that, to keep asking yourself, if money were no object, how would I spend my time? What would I do? Where would I live? And what would my days be like? If you only had, with absolute certainty, 10 years to live, how would you spend those years? What books would you read? Where would you go? And what, I'm sorry, and who would you spend that time with? And I recommend creating a document, getting a journal just for this subject. What could be more important? So keep asking yourself and, and um, answer as if you had no limitations of what you could do, just a time limitation. And keep at this till you know the direction you want to you want to take. And it doesn't have to be totally clear or even some big thing. Just the smallest yes can start an avalanche of change in your life. And so if you read Afterlife, and you'll you'll know that I told some stories about things uh, that pulled me in a direction that transformed virtually every area of my life. I told the story about how just saying yes to building some furniture for my home gave me the courage to say yes to a string of things that are continuing until right this very moment. So I wanted to, to kind of bullet point some things to keep in mind as you're going along and doing this. One, not everyone in your life is going to support you. If you vocalize pursuing some dream or passion, that's not what the people in your life, quote, do. You are going to be given unsolicited advice and an and, and unsolicited list of why maybe that's dumb or doomed to fail. You might be judged, ridiculed, or laughed at. You might get stories about how someone, maybe even that person, tried to do this or that and failed implying or even outright saying that you will too. Stay strong and be careful who you share your dreams with. Find other dreamers and take action. One thing I do for motivation is I like to read biographies about biographies that are about people I admire. So Michelangelo, for example, he disappointed his father when he declared he wanted to be a sculptor. Ben Franklin disobeyed his father and even broke a contract with his brother to run away to Philadelphia Philadelphia to pursue his dreams. Seek out other people and stories of people living and dead to stoke your fire and give you the courage to do what you want to do. Next, be prepared to fight your own negative beliefs, your own your negative self-image and self-talk. Uh, I, as you know, if you read the book, I, I worked with a therapist for the last 10 years to help dive in and look at things in me that were holding me back, things in me that were creating self-limiting beliefs, things that I still sometimes fight with. I still struggle giving my 
myself permission to do what I want to do. I still feel myself holding the reins back sometimes, but I'm getting better at wrestling with it. You know, the right coach or even accountability buddy can help you and be a super, super great tool. Next, remember, it's a journey. What you really want might take years to get. And that's okay. It's taken your whole it's taken you your whole life to get where you are now. So why not spend the rest of it day by day building the life you really want? Treat the pursuit of your dreams like a journey. Make a plan, prepare, take action, course correct as you go along. Uh, Bill Gates said most people overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in 10. And I feel like the last decade of my life, I've lived a lifetime. And I am so, so grateful for the pain that I went through that, I helped, that actually woke me up to help me learn and grow and make some of these decisions. Next point. Long-term planning is hard for some people. I learned this as a financial planner. It's, it's, if in, in, not everybody is able to do that. If it's difficult for you, if you have trouble looking out that in, in a big chunk of time, find someone who's good at it. Someone, also maybe someone who's living the life you want to live and ask them. Ask them, what books did you read? What videos should I watch? Take classes. Feed your mind anything and everything that will help you. You know, the library and the internet gives you access for the first time in human history to virtually all of humanity's wisdom for free or for pennies. So take advantage of this gold mine. Next, if your career path isn't or can't take you where you want to go, do some planning. A financial planner, and I'm saying this now as someone that's not a financial planner. This is not a commercial. I'm so, so excited about this. Something I've always believed my whole life, but um, I had to be careful from a compliance standpoint and a perception standpoint of like, are you saying this because that's what you do? I've always believed in planning and it's, it's helped me with everything, everything I've achieved in my life. Uh, and the reason that I dove so hard into that career, this, this is not in the essay, the reason I dove so hard into that is because I wanted it for myself. I wanted to understand how, how do I build the things I want to build in my life. So a good financial plan will help you that. A financial planner can help you see maybe um, what you need to do to meet your goals? What expenses can you get rid of now? Or how much do you really need to earn to make, to make your plan work? And you can look at it objectively. And this is sometimes hard or scary, but is your current career path and plan taking you where you want to go? And if not, what do you need to do to get on that path? You can research, well, maybe what skills would I need to earn to, to, uh, to, what skills would I need to learn to earn what I would like and need to earn? Um, what does my expense structure need to look like? Uh, there were times when I was a planner, I had clients change careers when I showed them that there was no, there was zero chance for success for their current path to take them where they wanted to go. And they made some hard decisions. I didn't help them with that. They, they took a step back, took the information I gave them and changed careers and to, to, 
to be on a path to, to reach their goals. And also, also uh, a life coach, which I'm also not, <laughs> can help you immensely as well. They can help you look tactically and strategically at your li- strategically at your life to help you make decisions that you need to make. And so in that process, be open to change, be open to taking a, a new direction. Uh, last bullet point is be prepared to think outside the box. What you want may require sacrifices, big and small, sacrifices of time, money, and the things that, quote, everybody else has and does. Or a sacrifice in a way of living or even the place you live. Ask yourself, what am I willing to sacrifice for what I really want? When you have a clear vision of what you want, it gets easier to say no to those things. It gets easier to say no to commitments that don't take you toward your goals. And if you want it bad enough, you can make that you can make those decisions. The fantasy of having it all is is like this quicksand that traps so many of us. And I know because I was there for so long. Uh, so in summary, the, the more clear you get about what you want, the greater the fire you'll have in moving towards it. You'll be motivated to make decisions to make what some would perceive as, quote, sacrifices to the normal way of living, sacrifices in your daily spending habits with of how you spend your time and your money, giving up television or social media, or at least reducing their consumption will feel easy and natural when you feel like what you're doing is taking you in a, def- uh, in, a in a direction of your dreams in a, in a very definitive, clear way. And also, the more you say yes to what you want, the more confidence and resilience you'll have to keep going and keep moving in that direction. And then when those negative or unsolicited feedback or comments come from others or rise up in yourself, you'll have more resilience in seeing them and not and let them just letting them just roll off your back. So again, life is short. And so do what you can to live your dreams now. Best of luck, Carla. Okay. So that's the end of the essay that I wrote, end of the, the blog post that I wrote. And I just got thinking about it because so much of what I've been able to do and how I spend my time came from me sacrificing or getting rid of things that were the things that I thought I had to have, houses, cars, things. I'm still getting rid of things. I'm, this, this last trip just reminded me how I haven't been able to travel pardon me, overseas since 20 early 2020. It's not that long, but it was long enough that when I got over there, I just remembered how much I absolutely love it and how I want to be over. I want to be in Europe and I want to spend as much time as possible over there maybe and, and live there at some point. And so I came back home with a new fire. I have, I spent yesterday getting rid of 
piles of stuff, stuff that I'd hung on to for years and just looking around my house and like, how can I simplify the things I have so much that when I'm ready to go, it's really easy. Um, it helped me when I was traveling. Normally there's things I would have bought clothing, knickknacks, souvenirs. It helped me look at those things and go, you know, no, I don't want one more thing I have to get rid of or get, give away. And it didn't feel like a sacrifice. I looked at this little, these little knickknacks and statues, and I found these cool little, you know, for people that read the book, they know how much I love uh, Don Quixote. I found these cool little statues of Don Quixote and t-shirts and things like that. And I'm like, I don't want that. I don't want, that's more, that's more things. That's more baggage. That's more things I have to carry and dust and take care of. So, and I've been thinking too about how many times, you know, when I, when I began the essay, I talked about dream schools, dream cars, dream houses. Um, I'm going to write and talk more about this at another time, but we have to, we have to look at those things society says we should want and ask ourselves, are, are those the things that I want? Is it, it, it or is paying for those something that something I'm willing to 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 do in 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 if it's especially if it's that or whatever it is you really really want and then another point that I'll dive into more another one is is this this concept of of um sacrifice downsize minimalism I don't like those I don't like, let's look at minimalism. Minimalism applies, you know, some people are afraid of it or don't like it because like, well, I don't want to live with a little bit. Um, but simplify, I, I prefer simplifying or streamlining or efficiency because getting rid of things and having less things open up, opens up time and space and resources for experiences. And so just looking at that question, if I had, if I had all the money in the world, what would I do? Well, what's keeping you from that? Often it's, it's the things that we have to take care of and pay for and insure and clean. So the simpler our lives are, the less of that garbage we have in our life and clutter. So get rid of it and let go of it. You know, it's, you can't take it with you. When we die, it's all going to just be garbage that somebody else has to deal with or sell or pawn off or whatever. So <laughs> simplify your life and open up space for your dreams and the things you want to pursue. I hope that made sense. I hope that was clear. I hope this was helpful. I, um, I'm going to try to commit to more regular podcasts now. I've got a couple of guests that I've been speaking with that I'm trying to, trying to set up times to, to have an interview with. I have a lot more ideas that I want to talk about, but I also have a lot of other personal projects I'm working on. So we'll see. We'll see what, um, what I can do. So again, with this, this can either be a monologue where you take this and run with it and do what you want with it or not. Or it can be a dialogue. If you choose to comment on this, share it, uh, comment on social media, and hopefully, you know, things that are helpful to you or questions you have, other people might have. And it's like that thing in class where the teacher asks if there's any questions and there'll be nothing until that one person asks a question and then there's 12 more. So uh, be, that, be that person, that Hermione that throws their hand up. I, I was often that person <laughs> in college. Any questions and no one, no one, no one. And I'd ask a question and then there'd be 10 or 12 more. So someone be that first person if you choose to. If not, uh, either way, I wish you all the best as you pursue your dreams. Um, again, be patient. This takes time as you dig into yourself 
and often just give yourself permission to remember who you always wanted to be and what you've always wanted to do. But maybe those got, maybe those things got buried because, because you, you like me pursued what you thought you were supposed to. Okay. I hope that's helpful. I hope that you take some from this and that you learn and you grow and have fun along the way and that you enjoy your journey. Thank you so very much. Thank you.